How about this fucking team right here? Dustin Brown, short-handed for LA. Score! Here is Goligoski. He gets leveled at the blue line by Dowdy. Speed for it, cheer for uh, kind of like it. On the right wing side, here is Defoli. Shoots, he scores! Yeah, this is it. This is what we do. Battling through it and finding a way. This is for you, Kings fans, wherever you may be. So the one thing that we asked for at the end of the last podcast, really, was that the Kings stop the losing streak and not get to six losses in a row. And you know what? They defied us. They were like, sorry, <laughs> here's what we're doing. We're losing six times. And we were super sad about that. But um, at least they stopped yeah. there. Yeah, at least they didn't push the limits any further. They at least gave us another win. They won, they won over the Rangers. Um, but then it was like, don't get your hopes too high because here's, you know, we're going to allow like four goals in one period. <laughs> um, so that was not great. Yeah, it wasn't even, a, like, a graceful loss. It was, like, a pretty embarrassing one. Yeah, it was bad. I didn't watch that game because I was doing other stuff. But I think I so – I, so I can't verify this. Like, I don't know this with my own eyes. But I saw – I think John Rosen was the one who said that the Canucks had scored twice before the Kings had even registered a shot on goal. Yep. That's embarrassing. Why would you let that happen? That's super embarrassing. And after that, I was like, ooh, how much more of this do I want to watch? Like, I also had other things to do, Mm -hmm. but I was trying to make an effort to watch it. And then I was like, oh, no, if they're not going to make an effort, I'm not really going to make an effort right right now. I got other stuff to do. We can all just take a beat for the night. It's fine. (laughs) And then they uh, had a bit of a slog against Calgary, but they at least eventually did pull it out in overtime, which is good. At least, you know, a little... So it's not like right back to another losing streak. Hopefully they can start to build a little bit of momentum because it has been rough (laughs) for the Kings lately. Because it hasn't really been sort of like, oh, a bad bounce, we lost. They've just looked sloppy. They can't pass for the life of them. Something... They were clicking so well at the beginning of the season, so much so that we thought that they were just like a whole different team there's like a whole new look about them and then now it's kind of what we might have expected uh when it came to like a big roster shakeup. like nothing looks like it's fitting or connecting um passes aren't getting to like to one another it just they just look bad yeah and they have um allowed more shots than we're used to so far this season and i think it becomes like even more glaring when they can't seem to put together any offense, too. Then you're like, could you stop letting goals go in and people shoot at your <laughs> net? It becomes really, really frustrating. Um, and so, yeah, it was they've just been just unfortunately out of sync. There may be a game, there was a game or two in there where they were playing pretty well and just not getting um, enough goals in. But for the most part, like you said, it was just kind of a mess. And hopefully that changes. It's... I don't know. It's kind of hard to anticipate what's next. It's sort of like the good and bad of the season is like enough is different that things could go really right or enough is different that they could go really wrong. (laughs) It's kind of a little tough to um, predict that. They're still at the heart of it, kind of a a bubble team. Right now they're just outside of the playoff picture, um, but a couple more wins and they can be back in. So you, you don't know what could happen with this team. Yeah, I keep looking at the fact that the Philadelphia Flyers... Uh, lost 10 games straight and are still like 
in contention. They're, like, third in the Metro or whatever. So they're, like, fine. Right. I know this isn't the end of the world, but it feels really unfortunate. Um, and we were hoping that after the bye week, the because even before that, the Kings were looking a little sloppy. And we're like, oh, well, maybe this will give them time to rest and relax and, you know, figure their shit out and come back and start anew. Didn't happen. Right. Um, and now it's the All-Star weekend. So will this break help them? I don't Who know. Knows? It's <laughs> Who knows? It's tough to say. One of the things that we did talk about the Kings kind of relying on is the goaltending. And, you know, it was always a thing of like, well, if the goaltending goes down, they could be in a lot of trouble. And that seemed to be what was happening. Like they were allowing, uh, you know, four goals against. Obviously, like in the Vancouver game, it was six against. The, it's... It's not great from the goaltenders right now, particularly Jonathan Quick, who has obviously played more than Darcy Kemper. Um, And we may have a little bit of an explanation for that. Jonathan Quick is pulling out of the All-Star game due to a, quote, nagging injury. Um, so we don't really know what that is. Nice nice and vague, just like we <laughs> yeah. like it. So maybe that has contributed to the way that he's looked um, in the recent week or so. Or maybe it's not. Who knows? But there is that. And so he won't be at the All-Star game. He's being replaced by Mike Smith, which just seems, for me, unfortunate. Like, <laughs> I could have had Jonathan Quick, but actually I get Mike Smith. Like, what a fucking downer. <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's happening. I don't have any control over it. So, yeah, Mike Smith's going to the All-Star game now. Um, And amazingly, though, what – okay, so Jonathan Quick was kind of neck and neck with his career year where he had 929. But even despite, like, the struggles that the Kings have had lately, his save percentage is still 921, which I think is partially because the Kings are allowing more shots, too. So that's kind of weird as well. It's like, all right, well, but we still – have someone who's playing generally really great. This stretch is weird, but things could be okay. <laughs> We're just all precarious right now with the king. Yeah, who knows what's really happening. Um, but that is worrying, I will <laughs> yeah. say, that there is a nagging injury that I don't know about. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, obviously everyone likes to downplay exactly how serious injuries are. So who knows what this could be or if it's going to affect or how much it's going to affect the Kings for the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not the only injury that they have. Uh, we also don't know if Jonathan Quick will be out more. Like, he'll miss one game because of pulling out of the um, All-Star game so close to the All-Star weekend. So he, he won't play when the first game when the Kings come back. But other than that, we don't know if he'll be day-to-day. He was the backup tonight versus Calgary. So some questions there as well going forward. Um, so that is a little interesting. I guess they're hoping that a few days off will help him get right with whatever is wrong with him. Um, but we don't have info. And I guess they don't really have info, possibly, until he does take a breather. Um, but that's not the only injury that the Kings now have to worry about. Derek Forbert left the game with an upper body injury against Vancouver, and he's now considered day-to-day. So that is rough for them on defense. Although, um, I mean, you never know. I guess it's like take somebody out, put somebody else in. Who knows if that'll be what the Kings need to get some momentum going. But it does create a problem for them and sort of figuring out what to do about it. But hopefully they'll be back pretty soon. I don't know. It's just like more instability at this point. It's just yeah. more question marks. And I think that's not what the Kings need right now. I mean, yes, it would be nice because obviously whatever they're doing right now isn't working. But... Uh, I think it would be good to, like, juggle lines and, like, have the option of everyone, but just to have someone completely out of 
uh, the game for who knows how long is just like another uh, wrench in this whole machine of the kings right now that probably isn't going to help them so much. Totally. It's more sort of things to be aware of and have to navigate around, which always sucks, especially for a team like they don't know really what works anyway. So like you said, not having all of the options available is a bummer town. Um, But the biggest, the most unfortunate thing about it for me is that it means that I have to go possibly more than one game without a pre-game Instagram story or pre-game Instagram story update um, where whoever runs that account <laughs> flirts with Derek Forbert. Um, the interesting thing about that is like it's hard to tell if the photos are taken by, like on the phone. Like iPhones have gotten pretty good at <laughs> taking photos. So it could just be a photo that's taken there or a photographer could be taking it and the Instagram story through a third party <laughs> sort of flirts with Derek Forbert all the time. Lots of layers. I'm invested in it. I can't believe it's been put on pause. <laughs> I'm really hoping that it's just taken on the iPhone. Like, you're right, it does look like a very good picture, and it could be a third party. But, like, I hope it's just some King staffer being like, yeah, I'm going to do, this is going to be my thing. Like, (laughs) I'm going to use this as an excuse to just uh, flirt with Derek Borbert, and I want everyone to know it. Yeah, it's been going on for weeks, so... I am very intrigued by it. I think it's But cute. honestly, fair fair enough. I would probably <laughs> yeah. do the same. I'd be like, great hair, great butt, great, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. do whatever you want. That sounds fantastic. I would do that to everyone. So hopefully Derek Forber is at least, like, if it's just day-to-day, he hopefully he does come back quickly because what I, I really can't have him miss the games around Valentine's Day <laughs> because oh, I need to man. see what happens. I'm invested. So many good Instagram stickers gone to waste if Please. they don't get to use it on him. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Uh, yeah, so clearly that's the part of it I will miss the most. I mean, obviously he will be missed on ice as well, but <laughs> specifically for my entertainment, also the Instagram stuff. I need it. So uh, heal up quick, Derek Forward. I'm sorry that you're hurt. Um, the Kings have also made a trade, a small trade. Sort of. <laughs> kind of. They Basically, they just got rid of Jeff Zakoff. They traded him to the Columbus Blue Jacket for future considerations. What is that? Who knows? Um, uh, we will see what it leads to, if anything. Basically, they were just like, we don't need this guy. Do you want him? Okay, great. Here he is. Bye. <laughs> um, so no more I feel good and bad about it. I mean, good for the Kings because uh, I mean, we don't really need him. He's not a great goalie. He's a great person, though. He seems yeah. like a swell guy, and I want him to be able to play minutes and all that stuff, but not necessarily for the Kings. So I'm, like, very happy for him. Like, maybe the Blue Jackets will play him more or at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, I'm just like, okay, well, uh, CBJ has now picked up Zatkoff, and they picked up Jokinen off of waivers. Right. Is this, like, a fun start to the whole King-CBJ thing? Like, I know the Kings aren't off... Uh, aren't getting anything like in these trades at least not at the moment it's just future considerations and for Jokinen obviously nothing but um I just want this to be some sort of like sign some like omen for good things in the future (laughs) and like fun trades what are they building towards what does Columbus owe the Kings now yeah I'm yeah very curious in general because I feel like 
if usually if a trade does happen, I don't recall ever then hearing somebody be like, oh, yeah, this was the future considerations thing that we mentioned earlier. Like, people just don't think about it anymore after it's happened. So I am like with, you know, I got my eyeballs keeping watch um, just in case there is another trade with Columbus. So I can be like, oh, maybe it was this thing. <laughs> Waiting for the other shoe to drop, basically. Because, yeah, what's going on there? What was that about? Why? Yeah, every new, everything that we're getting about the Kings right now is just vague. Nagging <laughs> yeah. injuries, future considerations, day-to-day. Who knows what's going on? So much is up in the air, and I don't appreciate it. <laughs> I like clarity. That is, I think, the it for kind of what's going on, the big question marks, little changes that have gone on. Um, so, yeah, just to kind of jump back into some things that happened real quick. So, Dustin Brown, everybody thought, everybody thought that Dustin Brown was going to get a suspension yeah. for his... I thought he was going to get a suspension. I mean, it looked pretty bad for his... Um, for cross-checking Justin Stoltz when they played the Penguins. But, surprise to everyone probably except Dustin Brown and maybe whoever else it was in the organization that commented on it. Maybe it was Stevens. I can't remember. Uh, who were like, Dustin Brown was straight up like, I think it should have been a two at most. He was surprised by the misconduct <laughs> that he got. Um, I think Stevens might have also been the other person who said something to that effect. They apparently were not expecting anything bad to happen, but I was shocked um, that he ended up only getting fined 10 grand. I mean, I say only 10 grand as if that wouldn't be like devastating to me in my life. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's, you know, chump change for Dustin Brown. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I definitely thought that he would get at least a game. I don't know, but I think no one ever really knows with the Department of Fire Safety, like who knows what's going to happen. But, so, he didn't get fined, or he got fined, but I saw that a lot of people were like, he should have gotten suspended, um, and he didn't. So that's, you know, raised some, like, some ire among some fans. And I'm always kind of sad because uh, Dustin Brown really doesn't need more uh, ammunition for people to pile on to his, like, brutish rep. True. You know, like, everyone always brings up any, like, really bad hits that he's made are, like, kneeing people and stuff, and totally fair. Uh, but as someone with, like, a soft heart for Dustin Brown, I'm just like, Dustin, please stop. Like, yeah, <laughs> could you just not do this for a little while so that you can be, like, a reformed player or, like, not that kind of player, and instead you got to do something like this, and everyone's like, see, look, he's a terrible person. I'm like, yeah. no. No, he's great. I always think about that um, that moment from or that scene from The Office where Michael is like, they don't have all the facts, and Dwight's like, what are those? And Michael's like, I I love him. <laughs> That's how I feel about <laughs> Dustin Brown. <laughs> you don't have all the facts. It's a very important fact to, uh, <laughs> to throw out there, but he's wonderful. Oh, come on, um, I think he's amazingly just really. I don't even say good, but he constantly ends up in these situations where it's like it looks really bad, but whoever is evaluating has determined that it's kind of something that just happened during the run of play. Like I I was thinking about that with um, what because it looked like he had headbutt uh, Logan Couture that one time a couple seasons ago. And but, you know, when they reviewed it, they were like, look, part of it was that. Logan Couture just decided to put his head down right before Dustin Brown was about to check him, so his head was just there. (laughs) Um, And I was like, okay, it still looks bad, but I guess it's technically not something you can pinpoint as 
you know, a specific headshot or whatever if it's incidental. Um, and this was kind of the same way, at least that's the way that I saw a few people describe it, was that Justin Schultz kind of fell before J- Dustin Brown could, like right before Justin Brown could complete what would have been a check. Um, and I guess maybe that's how player safety also saw it, but it do- it was like, all right, but he was on his knees, dog. I don't really, I mean, it looks bad, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of that kind of borderline stuff, I guess. yeah. Uh, it just seems like it it always seems to fall kind of Dustin Brown's way. Yeah, true. So that's always just like an interesting um, result of all of this. There's usually a lot of outcry from, I don't know, the general Twitter sphere, like the public or whatever. And Department of Player Safety just always ends up being like, yeah, it wasn't actually that bad. And so that's just kind of like a very <laughs> yeah. interesting dichotomy because then everyone gets very upset about that. And it's like, well... I, what are you gonna do? I guess. Right. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I'm. I've definitely been surprised for a couple of them, like this most recent one, like that one against Logan Couture. Uh, strangely, one that I've never really felt that he just got away with was the knee on knee with Tomas Hurdle, where they ran into each other. Like I know Hurdle got injured, but it, that looked completely accidental to me. <laughs> um, oh, but do you remember like the whole thing? Like there were so many paint drawings of just like <laughs> yeah. this is where his knee is. This is like. <laughs> That was such a big thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it was because Hurdle was out for so long. People, like, were especially just reviewing that over and over and over again. Uh, But there uh, there have been other, like, more intentional kneeing incidents, a couple that he's gotten away with. Yeah, it's he's kind of interesting in that way. Obviously, majorly frustrating for opponents because you don't want Dustin Brown to injure your dude. Makes sense. Um and it puts, like you said, Kings fans kind of in an awkward position because you're like, but I love you, but also stop going out and causing trouble. Thank you. <laughs> Let me just stand by you. <laughs> oh, our hard-headed son, Dustin Brown. <laughs> <laughs> really? I mean, really? Oh, goodness. Speaking of troublemakers, who, well, I mean, and this is one was kind of surprising. Adrian Kempe got into his first NHL fight, which was surprising and also kind of hilarious in its own way. Uh, yeah, mostly yeah. hilarious because he fought someone who has not like a grizzled veteran or anything like that, but he fought uh, Brendan Smith, who's been in a few uh, scuffles himself, and Adrian Kempe certainly has not. Um, but obviously the best part, which a lot of people are talking about, is the fact that he kept having to flip his hair <laughs> yeah. uh, out of his face a couple of times, and then it, when that didn't work, just, like, used his fingers to run his hand through his hair. <laughs> uh, mid-fight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who does that? Uh, that's, like, a move out of, like, grease or something, where right. you gotta, like, comb the hair mid, mid-scuffle. I love... Uh, but that was pretty great. I also love that he was defending Trevor Lewis. Yeah. Um, that was very charming. That was very charming. Um, I mean, he didn't win this fight, but I appreciate the effort. It was pretty... It's pretty good. It's pretty funny. I like that everybody on the team... Like, he fully was like, yep, yeah, they chirped me after the game when he was asked about <laughs> it. But he was like, I couldn't see. What do you want me to do? So, oh, Adrian Kempe. So... What a doll. Um, I guess he said something like the last time he had fought, he was not even in North America yet. So it's definitely been a long time for him. These things just happen sometimes. But I, I'm really amused that it happened to him. Yeah, I, I love the idea that he did that. Also, I guess, so people asked Trevor Lewis about it at the end. And something that he said was, um, 
you know, just trying to do anything we could do to get the guys going, and obviously Juice dropped the gloves, and he's not known for that. Okay, I'm going to stop right there, because I guess I forgot or didn't know that Adrian Kempe is called Juice? Yeah, what? <laughs> it's the most random nickname. Like, that made no sense. I was like, what are they <laughs> talking about? Until I got the greater context. So that was just, like, a fun revelation there, is that... Adrian Juice Kempe apparently is someone that plays on the Los Angeles Kings. All right, fine. Yeah, I think he was asked about that, too, like where that nickname came from. And he doesn't even really remember, but it started in the AHL. And apparently it's just carried over, I assume, because there are enough guys who've also come up at the same time that he has. So that's just his random nickname that doesn't have anything to do with anything. <laughs> Apparently, is Juice. I guess it's I guess it's creative. It's not just like some play on his last name or first name, like many um, nicknames are. So even though no one, I guess, knows the background um, to that, it's a it's a fun name, I guess. Yeah. It's just so bizarre to me. <laughs> Something that I thought was amusing, and this is tangential and kind of super random, but you know how, like, the Kings do those little, like, random ticket giveaways or something like that on social media? Mm -hmm. So they posted, like, a find us here and you get, I don't know, a prize, a ticket. I don't even remember what it was, but it was at the airport at a place called, like, what is it, Hugo Juice or something, something. But it was, like, Juice Juice, basically. The first word was not in English, and the second word was juice, and it translated to Juice Juice. Um, <laughs> and also the sign outside of this little shop uh, was, like, their signature advertised smoothie drink was a Cali Crush, um, which, random, they were in Vancouver. Why was that the thing, I think? But anyway, I think it was in Vancouver because they had, like, the YVR up in the airport. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so the I was just thinking like Cali Crush Juice Juice. I was like, is this an intentional <laughs> reference to Adrian Kempe here? I appreciate it. If so, and even if it's incidental, good job instinctually. Now there are just like too many levels. I'm like, does this mean something? Does it not? Is this just <laughs> <Yeah>. totally benign? <laughs> Am I reading too much into this? Because uh, I know if it was me, I would pick a place like that for that reason <laughs> because I would find oh, 100%. it amusing. One hundred percent. So, yeah. Or, like, when everyone called was it Justin Williams Stick. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I would definitely try to find something related <laughs> to, to that, because that, that would be, because that would be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Just ways to amuse myself at work, basically, since that's what they're doing. But, yeah. Like, shoot. find a, find a pickup sticks and put the yeah. tickets outside of there. <laughs> right. Cali Crush Juice Juice. I mean, true. He is a dreamy young man. Very accurate. Okay, so there is another, there probably have been others that I've missed, but I noticed again a meet, a player on the Kings piece from Deborah Lou. This time it was Christian Folan. Um, and we've talked already because I had read probably in a, this, a similar piece about Darcy Kemper uh, about how he and Christian Folan, and they live together this season, cook together really often. And so. Folan was asked about that, and he had this quote that was just kind of amusing to me for a couple reasons. Just in itself, I thought it was funny, but for another one that I will say after I read it, it says, quote, I'm pretty simple. I like to do chicken, sweet potato, and a big salad. He likes more fancy stuff. He tries to go off recipes. I'm more of a simple guy, but I think I'm more efficient. There's one time it took him like three hours to make a meal. It was delicious, but it took him forever. I'm like, can I eat my salad now? I'm really hungry. I had to wait for him forever. <laughs> End quote. What I like about that is just clearly this meal has really stuck with him. 
Darcy Kemper I, I, yeah. <laughs> is trying to make a special dinner and it's taking forever and he's starving. <laughs> Rough times. Um, but also the implication that I was like, because he's like, can I eat my salad? Like, do they cook separate dinners but together? Was he just waiting for Darcy Kemper to make his own really involved fancy dinner that he was not going to share with Christian Bolin? What's going on there? I have questions about the setup and the arrangement. Um, or maybe the salad was, like, ready and, like, plated and the rest of the dinner wasn't done, but he was being very nice and waiting for right, Darcy yeah. Kemper to be finished to start the meal. So he's like, will you finish with the rest of this already so that I can start eating? <laughs> so can I eat. love that <laughs> three hours is some, like insurmountable time to be cooking dinner (laughs) and Um, he says like like three hours like i wonder if he's exaggerating it was like it was like an hour (laughs) or an hour and a half and i'm like how that's like nothing it really isn't (laughs) that's normal dinner preparation time normal dinner prep uh but apparently it is a veritable ice age for Christian Fullen, who just who just wants to eat and wants to eat now. I mean, same. What I am really good about getting home and throwing something in the microwave to eat and then making actual dinner. <laughs> because it's really hard when you just get home and you're hungry. Uh, oh, but, yeah. I snack all while cooking. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'll like chop up some carrots, but then half the carrot goes in my face right, while right. cooking. So... Exactly. You need a snack. That's what he needs to introduce in his household if Darcy Kemper is going to go out of his way to make them really nice recipe uh, prepared dinners. <laughs> just have yeah, some more snacks with, on hand. Start with a cheese plate that uh, Christian <laughs> yeah. Fullen can snack on while he cooks the rest of the dinner. Um, um. And, and then also, <laughs> I just appreciate that Darcy Kemper is the kind of person who potentially spent three hours cooking dinner for himself. Yeah, That's I, want to, I want to hear the Darcy Kemper side of this. Please <laughs> yeah. give me your recipes. Link me. What did he make that took so long? I would love to know. I hope they took pictures. Please share Apparently them. it's delicious. So, <laughs> yeah. And I love that he's complaining about it. it. It was delicious. I had someone else cook for me, but also it took too long. <laughs> right. It's like leaving a bad Yelp review. Be grateful. It was delicious. He's beautiful. <laughs> Come on. What more could you need? You have the dinner. best roommate. That's awesome. <laughs> Other interesting things about Christian Bolin is that apparently when he's on the plane, he listens to podcasts, particularly unsolved crime podcasts, and he loves them so much and like the detective work so much that he thinks that when he retires from the NHL, what he would like to do is go back to Sweden and become a police officer. Presumably a detective so he can solve those types of cases. But he also mentioned that there are just like a shortage of officers in Sweden, which is wild to me. <laughs> um, and he wants to become one. So that's his future. Interesting stuff. Um, I am with Christian Fullen on this. I think true crime podcasts are awesome. I love listening to them. If anyone else, I'm sure people who like them have already listened to them. So like, last podcast on the left mm-hmm. or like my favorite murder or i know that um what's it called you must remember this does some like random murder oh, yeah. stuff at times so christian Fullen, if you're ever around and you want to talk about you know true cl- crime hit me up <laughs> yeah also i watch unsolved mysteries there's like 10 seasons of the original uh, Robert Stack Unsolved Mysteries on Amazon Prime right now. Oh, amazing. And I think I'm on like season nine. <laughs> um, not embarrassed to say it. I love that stuff. 
Um, yeah, so I find that very charming and very relatable. <laughs> yeah, I love a good crime podcast. I tend to like, I don't really listen to my favorite murder very much because I tend to be more into like the documentary, like investigative reporting style. I find them very dramatic. Um, so like I listened to the LA Times did, and it was like half about a grifter, but it also includes a murder in it um, called Dirty John. And that one was really oh, good. Oh, I loved that one. That one was really good. Um, and now I'm blanking on the name, but there was like a, a one a, that I listened to last year about, so you know how we, like, we have the sex offender registry, the federal yeah. one? It was basically like the case that eventually led to that being established about um, a little boy who was kidnapped and, and killed and then his case going unsolved for years and years and years. But basically about how it like it was very possible that it could have been solved way earlier. Um, and so it's kind of like a deep dive into the way that policing is sometimes really tough because we don't because like stations and information is not interconnected um really fascinating i love stuff that also rips apart the system so you know uh, appeal to me a lot so yeah i love a, i love a good crime podcast i also like true crime books and stuff so also i'm like if he was like this is what i love why don't we get a top 10 list or something i want to know more about what christian Follen is listening to <laughs> Please. Yeah, so once again, for like the behind the scenes, uh, make the NHL fun and all that, uh, yeah, I'd like to know what he's listening to, too. Or like, what's his favorite, I guess, unsolved Mm -hmm. sort of crime that he really wants to know more about? Uh, Like, I'm really excited to read, uh, what was it, Patton Oswalt's Late Wife wrote a book about the Golden State Killer. Okay. and I want to read about... This is now turned into a crime podcast. This I mean, is not what it meant to be. It's, <laughs> it's recommendations time. <laughs> oh, man. I was just, like, thinking, telling somebody else about how I have a... Years and years ago, I bought um, a graphic novel about the Green River Killer. Basically, the detective who had been on it for years and for decades, I think, like 30 years or something, I think, before it was finally complete, Um his son eventually got his dad to tell him about that case because he was alive while it was happening, but his dad was like, you know, keep family and work separate. And so finally, like years and years later, his dad told him about it and he wrote this really interesting graphic novel about those accounts. And I think they're now making it into a TV show, but I can't remember who. Um, so yeah, there's, there's, I feel like now too, like true crime because of stuff like making a murder is around everywhere so there's plenty of stuff to consume so i'm sure he's got like podcast after podcast available to him to listen to on the plane I, it's that's that's very true there's also ah yeah there are a lot of good graphic novels too there was one um that i got recently about the black dahlia that was really nice and really well uh inked and illustrated that's very cool anyways guys hockey and crime this is where <laughs> yeah. it intersects with us and Christian Follen. <laughs> yeah. So basically what we're saying is if Christian Follen could just, you know, invite us to eat fancy dinner that Darcy Kemper made, we could talk about podcasts. It'll be great. <laughs> cool night. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of the Great British Baking Show and practicing my bakes so I can bring dessert. Yes. Um, I will offer that. <laughs> what great hangs. I love it. <laughs> that needs to happen. Um, so Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a really cute piece about Christian Follen in general. He seems like a fun guy. There's good stuff about um, his family, too. He originally wanted to be a a soccer player and almost was. That was going to be what he 
what, where he steered his career. Um, but then some neighbors introduced him to hockey, and now he and his siblings are all into it, including his one of his uh, a younger brother, I think. Um, one of his brothers is going to the same college that he did, so that was pretty cool too. So worth reading that piece. Lots of little interesting stuff. And as always, I hope there are more of these kinds of things about the Kings players. Um, something that I forgot to write down here but just thought of was on the broadcast the other day Jarrett Stoll was asked by Patrick O'Neill about what was the question it was something like who is who's the your favorite king on the current roster or something like that and he said Jeff Carter but his reason was because during the summer Jared Stoll and Jeff Carter apparently have a tan off and oh <laughs> Jeff Carter always uh, takes it very seriously and apparently gets more tan than Jared Soul and feels happy about that. So <laughs> I love it. That's such a weird thing. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> Jeff Carter does. Um, and it makes me happy because it also means that Jeff Carter is never leaving Southern California, a place where he can I was tan. Say, how California is that for these two <laughs> yeah. Canadian boys who are like, ooh, we play hockey or broadcast about hockey in Los Angeles now. Let's have a tradition of having a tan off. <laughs> uh, amazing. So, yeah, just thought everybody needed to make sure they heard about that in case they missed it for some reason. I thought it was pretty great. Who um, judges the tan off themselves? And, I like, guess what, so. What are the, like, what's the rubric? I Yeah, I'm like, is there a time frame? Is it, like, by the end of summer, whoever is – more tan like where do you where's do the they cutoff? base it off on yeah is do they base it on like tan lines like what if someone's just like naturally a little bit darker true you know and then that's like a that's cheating just a bit i think yeah um and yeah i want to know who's the panel of judges <laughs> right just something they do between themselves very curious and i mean jared still apparently enjoys it so much that he mentioned it on television so Serious business, the tan Thank off. you. Thank you very much. I genuine, <laughs> genuinely mean thank you very much for sharing that. <laughs> um, Jared Stoll, please continue. Like, do you remember when there were pictures of all of them doing, like, a Bachelor sort of, uh, I don't know, like, fantasy team? I don't know. They were, like, making some sort of – they were, like, betting on Bachelors. Oh. <laughs> on the show The Bachelor. <laughs> And, like, printing out pictures and cutting them out and putting them on poster board. <laughs> I want more of that. love The Bachelor for some reason. I know. I, I don't understand, understand that. I do not. From. I do not watch The Bachelor. I cannot stomach it, personally. I, I've seen it more in recent years than previously. Like, it was never something that I really sought out on my own. But um, my work kind of intersects with uh, reality TV. So I've seen more of it lately. And still, I don't get why so many hockey people are into it but they super are <laughs> they love it okay i think that is pretty much everything for the kings is there anything else on your mind that we can talk about with them um no i think i'm pretty good there i'm hoping that baby steps they won this calgary game in overtime thank you tanner pearson yeah um just keep keep going with that like take this uh all-star break to, I don't know, center your chi, figure something out, take care of any nagging injuries, uh, lay on a beach and start your tan off, yeah. do something, and then come back a new team, because that would be nice. 
is Please, all. let's get back to winning several games in a row. That would be really great. And it'll be interesting because at this point, the first game that they play isn't going to be backed by Jonathan Quick. Mm-hmm. So that'll be another nice little test of if they've got their shit together. Yep. Good point. Um, yeah, I don't think I have really any other thoughts specifically about like the recent play. I mean, I've kind of said what I said. They just need to be better. <laughs> just do better. Um, some interesting things around the league, which are kind of a problem for the Kings, but interesting. The Vegas Golden Knights continue to not lose, which sucks. um they keep winning so much that at one point they had reached number one in the nhl which is fucking insane it's their first season so now they're kind of trading off with tampa bay i think tampa bay is now one point ahead of them but they could just leapfrog over and over again and that is very wild um a big story in that is william carlson who is up to 27 goals this season Tied for second in the league with Nikita Kucherov and Anders Lee. Um, two goals behind the lead for uh, behind Alex Ovechkin, who has 29. That is nuts. <laughs> How is that happening? I don't know. William Carlson, who is he? He's here now, and he's scoring a lot. And it's not like he was on track for this either. It's not like, oh, he's been on the cusp of being like this great goal scorer. He scored, what was it, six goals last season. Mm-hmm. Is that what that says here? And nine before that. And now he's doing this? Where yeah. did this come from? It's he's just insane. blossoming, apparently. Yeah, and it's not even like he scored six goals and then nine you know, nine goals, and it was like he only did it in, what, 20-something games? No, those were 81-game seasons. <laughs> <laughs> he played them all. <laughs> and that's what he scored. And his shooting percentage right now is 27%, which is very unsust- unsustainable, but... It's still wild that he is doing this at all. Like, he is probably very likely, since he's only three goals away, going to be a 30-goal scorer this season, which is um, insane. And it'll be fascinating to see if that or how much it carries over into next season or something like that. Yeah, that's kind of... Vegas has been a very interesting creature. Mm -hmm. And as much as it pains me that they are doing so well, it's also, like, a fascinating case study. Totally. I am... At this point, like, it's they're fun to watch, and I'm just kind of looking forward to how they manage to make that translate to next season, like, longer-term play. Like, is this just sort of the excitement of being like, all right, we're new, we have to prove ourselves, or right. is this something that they can figure out how to carry over, at least for the most part, if not exactly? Uh, yeah, it's going to be um, an interesting ride for them. They've already exceeded a lot of people's expectations <laughs> and done a lot of wild things, and yeah, I'm... I'm both fascinated and also like, please stop. <laughs> so that's just going to be the theme all season with the Golden Knights. Yeah, just like the the two sides of the coin, like, good job, but please stop doing this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'll be interesting in the future to see, like, now they have a team, like, this is their team, whatever. But once, like, the years go on and you start have to start it, you start have having to trade people or, like, deal with the salary cap and all of that stuff and seeing how... That works out when they start shuffling people Mm -hmm. um, instead of just like this first iteration of what they are. That'll be a fascinating thing to see how well this sustains. Yep. Yeah. Um, And I mean, well, it'll probably sustain until the end of the season. I don't know. But who knows at this point? Maybe they're just on a really, really long hot streak. 
I mean, you never know. I mean, you know, on the flip side, even though the Golden Knights are causing us headaches, at least we now have the return of the actual Edmonton Oilers, who were hot all last season <laughs> and now are a tire fire. You never know what can happen in hockey. And I think I kind of felt like last season with the Oilers, I was like, well, look, Cam Talbot is playing lights out. So if that changes, that could be trouble for them. Um, and they did move a couple of pieces and stuff. So you never know just like how a couple of changes can really change the dynamic for a yeah. team. You can be really hot and then like extremely cold. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be a fascinating time with the with the Knights. Speaking of something like that, though, the Colorado Avalanche were garbage last season. <laughs> yeah. Just pure trash. Whole bunch of fun, and by fun I mean very sad records that they were setting yep. with how bad they were. <laughs> um, but they were on a 10-game win streak um, that was finally broken by Montreal recently. So how the tides have turned. Yeah, they are interesting. It has pushed them up into a wild card spot, I think. Um, I think it's a wild card spot. And so they have a chance to go back to the playoffs if they are able to you know, sustain this. I mean, they're not going to win every game. Obviously, they just lost one. But play well enough that they could stay in the conversation, stay in the picture. They are a team that I'm like, cool if they turn it around. I mean, we've gotten so used to them being so bad, but it seems like they have done the opposite of something like the Oilers where they made a few changes, they finally moved Duchesne, and they're kind of on to a next chapter. And it seems to be working out slowly but surely. It's coming together, and they've had some success recently. So I'm curious to see how far they can take it yeah that'll be interesting to see if that a lot of these things a lot of teams are having some like these fantasy fantastic runs but we'll see how long it lasts yeah. <laughs> or if it lasts i guess mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and then on the flip side like my tampa bay my tampa bays um have been struggling a little bit lately not drastically but just enough to allow teams obviously to catch up to them so <sighs> it'll be an interesting uh home run stretch for the nhl but I think it'll make for an exciting playoffs because it seems like teams are a little bit closer overall than maybe a couple of years past yeah. where we've just had like some straight up runaway like President's Trophy winners and stuff like that. So um, having everybody a little you know, closer in the field to one another could cause some interesting matchups or shakeups when it comes to playoff time. Anything else before we jump into our no thanks for the week? Um... I am excited. I think he's on now or has already just filmed it. P.K. Subban is going to be on The Daily Show with Trevor Noah. Oh, yeah. And I think that's just, like, very fun to have an active NHL player who is personable be cool and nice and wonderful on TV. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just very interesting, interested to see how that goes. I am really excited for him. I think it's cool that he obviously got to Mont to Montreal he obviously left Montreal and got to Nashville and they are clearly just like you know do you be the big personality that you want to be because he's doing more and more appearances and things in general and um, clearly feeling really comfortable with himself to be able to just continue put himself out there and not try to kind of like be really charming and have a really big personality but also constantly try to downplay it in a weird way too so it's just like exciting to watch pk be pk and not have anyone tell him to stop doing that um and then it brings us treats like him on tv with trevor noah and that little promo video that they posted was adorable where they both kissed each other (laughs) on the cheek why i don't know because i loved it see hockey is so much more fun when you let players have fun and when you let pk have fun he's a delight yeah he's the greatest delight 
He's you amazing. Just let everyone do this. Yeah, so more PK. Um, do you have a no thanks for this week? Something that you are not down with? Uh, my no thanks is no thank you to Trevor Lewis for <laughs> oh, no. cross-checking Brock Besser, um, getting that penalty at, only to have Brock Besser immediately score a goal. Oh, Trevor, how could no you thanks, let us down this pass. way? <laughs> yeah. Rough. Also, we wouldn't have heard the end of it if Brock Besser got injured because he is Vancouver's saving grace at this moment. Oh, my God. Um, yes. And it's actually doing really well. So for that, I'm just like, you go, like, go Brock Besser. You're having a great year. But, um, yeah, so no thank you to Trevor Lewis blindly cross-checking people. Yeah, that's not good. Don't do any more of that. He got, like, an empty netter the other day. So get back to scoring. <laughs> Score goals. Don't hurt people. Seems pretty simple. Let's stick to it. <laughs> What about you? Do you have a no thanks? Yes. My no thanks is also about the kinks. <laughs> My no thanks is I would like to say no thanks to the Kings being in the bottom 10 in the league in shots four per game, shots on goal four per game. They are number 10, so it could obviously be worse. Fascinatingly, the Washington Capitals, I think, have the fewest shots per game. Um, but the Kings, it's still not great, especially when they are allowing slightly more than they um, get on net. So that kind of stuff is why we're watching them in the position that they're in, and it can't continue. And I've kind of been frustrated with it all season, and they haven't figured out a way to really like let up on that. So um, uh, shoot on net more. They went from shooting on net like pretty much constantly, even whether it was good or not, to almost never shooting on net, it feels like. Um, so please change that, because I hate it. No thanks, I don't want it. Um, but I will say yes, please to all of the shenanigans that are going to happen um, this weekend. Yeah, all star game. I'm actually pretty excited about it. Yeah, me too. Not like super excited about it, but like I need a palate cleanser at this point and um, friendship. Yeah, inter inter team friendship. I think is what's going to solve. The, that sadness. Yeah, I'm a little, <clears throat> I'm a little bummed that Jonathan Quick isn't going. I'm bummed that Victor Hedman got hurt, so he's not going. Um, but the Lightning are sending Braden Point, which is fine. Um, I'm also bummed because I kind of thought that when Hedman got hurt, they might put in my guy in Boston, Charlie McAvoy. But my dude apparently has like a part murmur or something, so he had to go get a procedure done. Now he's out for two weeks. It's not life-threatening or anything, but that sucks. Uh, recover well. I mean, heart problems. That's scary. Um, I love that he's apparently been just, like, texting everyone good job. Because he's the greatest. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I hope it, it also includes, like, exclamation points and emojis. Yeah. Um, probably does. Uh, I find that very delightful. A sweet boy. Oh, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Feel very fond of Charlie McAvoy. Yeah, the absolute fondness that you had in your voice was amazing. <laughs> oh, you sweet boy. <laughs> that's how I feel about him. Um, yeah, so that's all I got is frustration at the Kings and unending ador adoration for Charlie McAvoy. Uh, I think that's a great note to leave it on, unless you have anything else that's on your mind. No, happy friendships and uh, sweet boys. 
Yeah. 2018. I look forward to the next time we record, hopefully having plenty of anecdotes to discuss where we see people be very cute and sweet together. That's my favorite. Yeah, we'll have to do like a top five sweet things. Yeah, (laughs) I'm down. At the All-Star Game. All right. Uh, Look forward to that then, everybody. I guess we are going to wrap up and get out of here. Uh, You know where to find us. Twitter, email, chirp at thanksbud.com. Otherwise, we will catch you next week after the All-Star Game, and hopefully we will have lots of stuff to talk about that involves things that make us happy rather than the Kings making us sad. And hopefully the Kings have won their first game because we may or may not record uh, after it. So stuff to look forward to. As always, take care of yourselves, be good to each other, and we'll talk to you later. Bye, friends. Bye, everyone.